world's most exciting podcast, The Savage Nation, home of borders, language, culture. Here he is, Michael Savage. All right, I have podcasts that are good, some are very good, and some are great. None of them are less than good. Today's is an A+. Welcome to the Michael Savage Podcast. This past weekend, I was so worked up about the corruption and madness of our times under Joe Biden and his gang of leftist fanatics that I decided to record two YouTube broadcasts. They are now repurposed into a perfect podcast for you. First one, I want you to listen to God Talk. We are all scapegoats under the Biden fanatical regime. And then a savage republic inside the plot to destroy America. They're both combined seamlessly into one podcast that I know you're going to treasure and share with others. I know it's hard to say to you, but I'm going to say it to you. Try to listen to these two soliloquies about the death of the West. Is there any hope? I'll let you decide. I'm Michael Savage. Savage. Michael Savage, a host like no other. Welcome we Are All Scapegoats is today's title. It's a very holy day for people who follow the Jewish religion, the Jewish calendar. Um, it's called Yom Kippur. Basically, uh, Kippur means hat. It's the covering of the Torah in the ark, going back to ancient days, which is why I want to talk about the fact that we are all scapegoats. But I want to get a little closer to the camera and make this a little more intimate for us. So I'm moving closer to the camera. Uh, the lighting looks very good today. Thank you for being here with me. I don't know whether this is going to be a short or a long one, but it's going to be somewhat interesting from my point of view. That's all that matters right now is whether I like what I'm saying, because this is not for monetary reasons. This is my way of saying to God, may I serve you in some way? It's that simple. It's my service to God. And I hope that in serving God in some small way, because listen, we are so not perfect. We are such fallen angels. We're so imperfect. We're people. In fact, the reason for all religions is to let us as imperfect fallen people expiate our sins to some extent and say to God, I'm sorry for being human, basically. So tonight is a night that Jews go into temple. Even the bagels and locks Jews go in tonight. All of Israel, as godless as most of Israel is, even the Israeli, the whole society comes to a halt. That's why the Arabs once attacked during the Yom Kippur War. They thought they caught them with their pants down. But I don't want to go into the whole Israel-Palestinian story right now. It's a tragic story that has, does not have a good ending. It's going to have the same tragic ending as the Ukraine-Russia War, unfortunately. I'd rather talk about why I'm saying we are all scapegoats. So let me begin and just try to follow where I'm coming from and where I'm going. If you've ever been in a slaughterhouse, you understand the screams, the pain, the horror that the animal feels. Now, I was in a slaughterhouse once, I don't know, 40 years ago in Fiji, and it was a small slaughterhouse where they killed one animal at a time, one cow at a time. You know, I would be collecting plants, which I'm going to backtrack on for a moment, how I became an ethnobotanist and why in a moment. And... Um, 
at some point during one of my travels in the 1970s, I asked one of my local Fijian guides or friends something about a slaughterhouse. He said, well, I can take you to see one if you'd like there over there. So we went in the farm and it was the most horrible thing I'd ever seen in my entire life. And it was the cows lined up going in one by one to be killed. And they knew they were going to die. They're not dumb animals. They're not unsentient creatures. They were in panic. They were crapping on themselves. The other animals were screaming because they knew what was happening to their friend. See, if you have an animal, you have to understand that animals feel just the way we do. So, okay. So the animals killed and the other animals are screaming, knowing they're going to die next. It was a nightmare. I never forgot it. Am I a vegetarian as a result? No, because I'm not a perfect person. I occasionally eat very, very rarely. Does it make me better? No. Are vegans better than us? Ethically, perhaps. Yes. Uh, for not killing animals. I respect that. Uh, I can't live on such a thin diet. I need chicken or fish or something in order to survive. My mind cannot handle just simply the mixed amino acids from beans and rice and whatever. And believe me, I'm a trained PhD in nutrition. I know I can get all my amino acids from, from animal products, but all right. So let me backtrack how this happened. How did I wind up in a slaughterhouse and why? How did I wind up in Fiji and why? Let me explain this to you. So 1968, I get a fellowship to the university of Hawaii in uh, what was the subject at the time? I, I forget exactly. The, I think it was pharmacology. I remember now pharmacology because I was very interested in, in the, the chemicals in plants. So I get a fellowship, paid 300 bucks a month. But that's all we had to live on, $300 a month. I'm working in the lab, I don't know, a week or two. And I, one of the chores that they give a new graduate student was horrible, cleaning rat droppings out of a cage. That started the ball rolling. So I hear my deceased father's voice or my father, he was still living, I think. And he says to me, this is what I suffered for to come to this country so you could clean rat. You know, I, I was like communing, like, this is what you're doing. This is man child in the promised land. You're cleaning rat. That was the first message I got. So then about a, a week later, this professor says to me, look, he says, you've got to kill the animals. You can't just work in here in pharmacology, you've got to euthanize them in order for us, for, in order for us to digest this. I'm not going to kill the little lab rats. There was a woman in the, in the lab who liked to kill the animals. She was, by the way, a uh, physically dwarfed individual, otherwise a nice person. And she would talk to them before she killed them. It was like crazy. It was like a madhouse. She'd hold them and stroke their heads and then pith their brain. I was like, oh, come on. It was like a psycho ward. So he says to me, you got to kill the animals. I said, look, doctor, I can't do this. I won't do it. He said, well, here's your choice. Either you do it or I'm throwing you out of the laboratory. I said, doctor, listen to me. I have no other income. This is my entire fellowship is 300 bucks a month. I'm renting an apartment for 95 or 100 bucks a month. I'll have nothing. He says, I don't care. It's not my problem. Either you do that, you kill the animals or, or you're gone. I'll throw you out in the street. That's the kind of guy he was now. So now I'm in a tailspin, like, what the hell am I going to do? Foreign land, 6,000 miles from home, no money. I, I'm like in a daze, but I start walking around the hospital. It was Leahi Hospital, which was a research hospital at the time. It had been a former hospital for treating people with uh, Hansen's disease, better known as leprosy, 
up on a beautiful hill in, in Honolulu. So I walk around the hospital, not knowing what the hell to do. And I go in the basement of the building and I'm wandering around and I see a cabinet full of herbs, roots, leaves, bark. I didn't know what they were doing there. So I knocked on the door of the laboratory that was you know, next to these, these uh, things, whatever. And there was a very, very kindly professor. I'll remember him to this day, one of the kindest, smartest men I ever met. I can mention his name because he's the good one. I won't mention the bad one. It was Dr. Norton. And I told him what I was doing there. I told him I had just lost my job upstairs because I wouldn't kill lab animals. And I'd like to go into the botanical world because I don't have to kill any, any animals. So he looked at me, he smiled. I said, what are those plants out there? He said, well, they're collected by a scientist in Samoa who sends them back to the lab and we research them. We put them through various uh, and sundry chemical processes and we remove the saponins and the alkaloids and the other essences of these plants. And we try to find new medicines for mankind. I said, that sounds great. I never heard of it. What that, what's that field called? He said, well, that field's called ethnobotany. So I said, Dr. Norton, I want to be an ethnobotanist. He's okay, you're in. He said, I'll take up your fellowship. Come on in. So that was the beginning of my ethnobotanical career. It was quite by chance. Chance. See how chance works in the universe? But you have to be willing to follow what's in you for chance to operate. You can't be rigid. If you're rigid, chance isn't going to have much of a chance with you. <laughs> Okay, so that was the beginning of my ethnobotanical career, which led me to Fiji, Tonga, Samoa, Marquesas, and uh, islands in between. And I would go back and forth for many years collecting plants, sending them back to the National Cancer Institute for research purposes. And uh, I was very far from home in a very strange field at that. And uh, I think you've heard about my travels in the Fiji Islands and you know about my dissertation, which became a book called Secrets of Geomedicine. This was originally published by the United Nations. It was the first book published by the UN. And this is a this is the original version. The, the book was not copyrighted. It was stolen by a corrupt bookseller in Suva. I eventually recovered the copyright. And I have issued this book for almost nothing on Kindle. Do I get rich from it? I don't know what we sold a few hundred copies. I wanted to preserve it for a long time on Kindle. So it's the same book with a different cover on Kindle. If you could find one of these originals, you'll pay a thousand dollars or more. You can buy it on Kindle for a few bucks. I put my life and my brain into this book, but I owe it all to the Fijian healers, the women healers who shared all of their remedies with me, which is a time for another story to talk about them because I want to get back to the animals and the animals that I wouldn't slaughter and how I wound up in a slaughterhouse and how uh, I'll tell you about scapegoats in a minute where the title today is we are all scapegoats. So you look at some of the pictures uh, from the Fiji Islands in this book. I can't go into every detail. There's the king of Tonga who when I went to Tonga, he was a great man. This was a great man, great king of the islands. And uh, he shared a lot of the, he, he was very interested in the fact that I, as a young grad student, I wasn't so young anymore. I'd gone back to school rather late in life. He was interested in ethnomedicine, the tongue in ethnomedicine, which became my master's thesis, 
which was published in its entirety in the Journal of Economic Botany at Harvard University. Those of you who are into academia understand that having a master's degree published in a major journal is a big deal. It was, it, it was a book level piece of research. Then I went on to Fiji and did all of this work and became another book for my second, uh, I got a master's degree, then another master's degree, then a PhD. So it's Michael, you know, Savage, M-A-M-S, PhD, if you want to know. See, I really believe in real degrees. I think they have great value in a civilized, advanced society. Uh, and they're not in, in studies that have no meaning. Say, well, what's the big deal? I'm not interested in, in, in plant medicine. That's your problem. It doesn't matter what you're interested in. I'm telling you a story right now about reality. Savage. Michael Savage, a host like no other. Have you become a victim of the timeshare trap? You think there's no way out? Well, Chuck McDowell, founder of Wesley Financial Group, has helped over 35,000 families out of financial hardship by getting them out of bad timeshares, and they may be able to help you too. Listen, if your timeshare agreement goes on forever, if you were told timeshares are a great investment or your maintenance fees will never go up, yeah, you need to get the facts about timeshare cancellation. For over 10 years, Wesley Financial Group has been dedicated to helping folks get out of a lifetime of debt by canceling their timeshares. So they created a free timeshare exit information kit that reveals how the timeshare industry works and your options for cancellation. To get your free timeshare exit information kit, simply go to iCancelTimeshare.com. That's iCancelTimeshare.com. I'll say it one more time. iCancelTimeshare.com. Thank you very much. iCancelTimeshare.com. So I'm in the islands collecting the plants over the years, on and on. And that's how I wound up in that slaughterhouse in the Fiji Islands. You know, comes all the way back to I wouldn't kill the lab rats in Leahi Hospital, wound up in ethnobotany, wound up traveling the islands over a many-year period. And in my travels was permitted to enter a slaughterhouse. On, it was a small farm with a slaughterhouse that killed one animal at a time. Not like the commercial slaughterhouses that we have here where animals are killed by the thousands, like in, 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 in a way we can't imagine. I wouldn't ever want to go near that. It would be sounds that would never get out of my head. So anyway, so there it was. And uh, that's how I wound up there. So the title of today's broadcast has a title. We are all scapegoats. Now, why did I call this talk, we are all scapegoats? Where did I come up with that one? Because I was researching what the words Yom Kippur mean in, uh, the Jew for the Jewish people today. You know, Day of Atonement, we all know that. But what, what do the words Yom Kippur mean? Where does it come from? And as I'm reading about this, and you'd think at my age I would know all of this, but no, we don't know everything at all times. Uh, I realized something I had known that I never liked about the ancient Jewish religion, which is it was filled with animal slaughter. So the ancient Israelites would slaughter a bull on certain days. They were steeped in blood. Everything was blood and incense. It's disgusting. They would kill the bull and they'd steep in the blood and boil the thing. And then they'd get two goats. Listen to this. After they killed the poor bull, cut his head off and they're boiling it alive or whatever. It actually was dead by then. They get two goats. Watch where this goes. Just watch. Follow the bouncing ball. Two goats. One goat is slaughtered and thrown into the pot with the, with the bull. The other goat 
is released into the wilderness and not sacrificed. And that goat that is released is called the scapegoat. Now, in our language, the word scapegoat has come to mean something different. That means someone picked on who's really not guilty, a scapegoat. We know what that means. Oh, he's a scapegoat. She's a scapegoat. But think of it in my terms and call it now an escape goat because it was a goat that was allowed to escape into the wilderness and live. It was a reverse of the blood offering, an escape goat. So it dawned on me today as I thought about should I do God talk? Because I said, I'm not a holy guy. I'm as flawed as they come. I do all miserable things like everybody else. I'm not a really good person. I'm as good as I can be, which is not good enough. So, you know, I, I got to go before God again tonight. I do it anyway or all day long. I'll go in the formal way for a few minutes with the bagels and locks crowd. And they all get terrified and stand there. They smell from the fasting tomorrow. All the oils can, as the fat fats are breaking down it's horrible to be anyway you know a whole congregation of people fasting i mean what do they have to they don't f do everything right all day long all year long what's with the fasting on yom kippur for what are they going to make up for with one day of not eating like a chaza that's their business and you see all the terrified scared people is god going to write me in the book of life like children you think god's looking at you he's letting hundreds of thousands of people being slaughtered in ukraine he gives a about you where is God? Hundreds of thousands of men are being butchered by Joe Biden's cluster munitions and bombs and artillery and the Russian bombs and artillery. Slaughterhouse in Ukraine right now. Slaughterhouse. The Ukrainian people are suffering, dying by the hundreds of thousands. Russians are dying and not one word of peace from the pope or from the heads of the Western governments. You hear this? We're living in cr the craziest times of my life. There's not even a peace movement. All the frauds like Joan Baez, how many times? Where are they now? Where are these old They were never anti-war. They were anti-America, anti-American military. They were diehard communists. That's all they were. They were espousing the folk songs of communism. So here we are today. So the God that you're going to pray to tonight, to, put, to write you in the book of life, you think he cares about you personally, whether it's Jesus or a God in heaven? Okay, you could care at all you want. Well, why is he not stopping the war in Ukraine if he's all-powerful? I have an answer to that, too. See, if I didn't have the answer I'm about to give you, where I just gave you a new one on the scapegoat, we're all scapegoats. Here's another one for you, which you never heard anywhere except from me. Okay, you ready for this one? How could a just God permit hundreds of thousands of men to be slaughtered, butchered in Ukraine right now? How? So years ago, I read a book by a liberal rabbi or a form rabbi at that. And his book was, I forget the name is, oh, what is God or something. And he wrote that if he believed God was omnipotent, he would cease believing that second from seeing all the horror on the world. The, the, the death, the destruction, the dying, the suffering, the pain, the cancer, all of it. He said he would cease believing if he thought God was omnipotent. He said he believes God is omnipresent but not omnipotent. God does not control every movement of every leaf. You believe God does that? It's your belief system. I'm not here to convert you to anything. I don't know why you have to try sending me stuff about what I should become and what I should believe. Can't you leave me alone? I'm telling you what I believe. Stop trying to convert me. I'm just going to delete you if, you if you bother me with that too much. Leave me alone. 
Listen to me or don't listen to me. If you listen to me, agree with me or don't agree with me, but don't try to convert me because you'll never do it. Okay, I have my own belief system. It's not based upon what's a schmuck on, on YouTube sends me. So I've given you two new things today and I'm almost done. It's a very powerful day, not only for the world, but for me, because this day on the 24th is my deceased mother's birthday. May she rest in, in heaven. Let's pray to God there is a heaven and she's making a chicken soup for God. Or maybe she's making Ukrainian Veronica's for God because people say we're Russian. We're not really Russian. We're Belarusian. You know, Belarus was where this area was. The area of Minsk was Belarus. They always confuse things and conflate things for their own political reasons. And we pray for peace. We pray for the Ukrainian people. We pray for the Russian people. They all want peace. We pray for this nation. We have a gangster regime destroying our country. Yes, do call them what they are. They're invaders. They're leeches. I know Democrats in this family were saying they're everywhere now. They're like, he said, why, why is Biden doing this to us? Why is he running millions of these leeches onto our land? I said, did you ever think they don't know what the hell they're doing? Did you ever think that they were just following the doxies of the left and it's now drowned them in their own doxies? And it's almost no way to stop what they're doing to this great nation. They're not coming here to work. They're coming here to work the system. So I, as an immigrant son, say, oh, you're being this, you're being that is. No, you're all wrong. When Emma Goldman, socialist, wrote that phrase of the Statue of Liberty, give you tired, you're poor, you're huddled masses yearning to be free. There was no welfare state, Mr. Goldberg. So when my grandfather came here, Mr. Goldberg, he came here because he had to work. He lived 16 to a room, Mr. Goldberg. And he worked the day he got here as a tailor in a tailor shop as a, an assistant. And he saved his money and he sent for my grandmother, then for the two children. And then he saved enough money to open his own little tailor shop. The astronaut of the family, Sam, and I have a picture of him somewhere. And he worked in his tailor shop and he became a fine tailor who could make whole suits. He didn't just clean dirty clothing. He sewed with his hands whole suits of clothing that were such suits that some of the wealthiest people in New York came from the upper reaches of Manhattan to buy suits from him. And then he died of a heart attack at 47. That's my immigrant experience. It's not sitting in a $400 a night hotel room and playing uh, cards in the street and cursing America and turning the American flag into a toilet paper. Thank you, you progressive psychotics. You have now unleashed a genie onto this nation that threatens to destroy it forever. So, Borders, language, culture. We had a nation until Biden came along and his evil gang of not merry pranksters. These are the most evil, crazy, degenerate people I've ever seen in my life. There's almost no rationality in anything that they do. First, they undid everything Trump did, thinking that was wisdom. And now they are doubling down on the insanity that they initiated onto the nation and the world. They're sending more weapons to Ukraine instead of less weapons. They're sending in more degenerate bums into this country instead of locking down the borders and putting the military on and saying no more and starting to deport them. They're doing everything backwards. And so I say to you, we are all scapegoats. On so many levels, we are all scapegoats. We're now all scapegoats of the Biden gang of leftist maniacs. They've turned all of us into scapegoats for their crimes. That's number one. But there's a bigger and spiritual meaning to we are all scapegoats.
according to my uh, keen analysis. And here it is, and it's the end of the broadcast after this. Because you see, if I start to repeat myself or go over my own terms already, I don't want to hear it anymore. So I know that I'm at the end because I've said everything I want to say. So here's the spiritual meaning for all scapegoats. So going back to the ancient Israelites who would slaughter the bull, then they bring in two goats, they'd slaughter a goat, and they release the other goat into the wilderness. We are the other goat released into the wilderness. We are all escaped goats in the wilderness, all of us. So, my friends, thank you for listening to my God talk for as long as I'm inspired to bring you something of value. And I can, I can satisfy my need to think I'm doing something decent for God, for God's sake, I will do these. The day I cannot do anything for God, I will stop doing these and everything else. So, goodbye, my friends, for the day. We are all scapegoats being destroyed by the Biden gang of leftist maniacs. And only God could save this nation from these people. God knows they're crazy. They don't even know what they're doing at this point. Did you see what happened in Canada the other day? That whole assembly of lunatics in Canada under that mad leftist fanatic Trudeau got up in a war. So they had Zelensky there, the, the uh, gangster. They had the Zelensky gangster there collecting more money. So he collected, went to collect first from us the big payout. Then he went up to Canada to get another payout. And then they introduce a guy, a 90-something-odd-year-old guy, and they all applaud him as a great Ukrainian war hero. And they're clapping, and the man is crying. Turns out he was a Nazi in the Waffen-SS in Ukraine who killed Jews. That's true, though. And they were all clapping. You should see the madness of the faces of the lunatics running Canada. Is it any different than what we have here in America? We are now all prisoners. We are all scapegoats of this gang of insane leftist maniacs. And only God can save the West from itself. Bye, scapegoats. Thanks for listening. Savage. Home of borders, language, culture, the Savage Nation. Saturday and you're not expecting this but some of you will pick this up right away others will watch it later on and I feel compelled to talk to you about the plot to destroy America you say it's very obvious to you well it's not obvious to most Americans that America is not dying it's being assassinated several books ago amongst my many bestsellers and all the books I've written over these many years I quoted a um, French historian who wrote that Rome did not die, it was assassinated. Rome did not die, it was assassinated from within. We're going to look at the news today, 
couple of uh, I, two years ago, I did a um, podcast on Spengler's The Death of the West, a short book, you know, real bathroom reading it about, let's say, thousand pages. I'd say there's more information in here than in all of the brains of the people who uh, are on TikTok. Certainly, there's more intelligence in this one book than in the entire Biden administration and the entire Congress of 400 fools. But here we are, the death of the West. So I say, well, where shall I begin? I don't write a script. I don't need a script. In all my years of in radio, 27 years or so, I would sketch out ideas, sure. But truthfully, I didn't need a script. Because the script wrote itself every day. Every day, the script wrote itself. So if we look at the news together today, which I'm going to do a short piece today on YouTube, and then we'll put it up on all the other sites. Let's go on to the news, and you'll see what I mean about a savage republic inside the plot to destroy America. Unfortunately, it's a story that writes itself. So we can talk about Menendez. Now, the reason they're making such a big deal about Senator Menendez, the corrupt one, is because he's so stupid that he got caught. The others are not as stupid as Menendez. They're as greedy. This guy would have gone down for a quarter if he was a woman outside a public toilet and uh, came out as a woman. So obviously, they're make, making him a fall guy for the entire Democrat machine. How did the others become so wealthy? They're smarter than this schmuck. This idiot married a piece of garbage, gold bars, a cheap Mercedes, cash. So now the Dems are saying, oh, get out, get out. We can't have you tarnishing us. They're liable to start looking into the billions to Ukraine. For Egypt, Menendez was key to access to billions in USA. Duh. Anyway, you get the picture. So it's the ones that you don't see. The real story, Menendez. What a cheap piece of work he is. So we'll jump over to some of the other stories, which will further define my forthcoming book, which I'm not pushing very hard. Yes, I do want you to buy it. And yes, I predict it will be my last political book. I mean, God really will determine that. But I would say at a certain age, after 28 books, seven or eight bestsellers, and all of my literary creations and writings now housed in a major American research library, I really don't need to write another potboiler bestseller, but I did write one for you because it's my final. This is it. You say, well, what do you need it for? I know it. No, you don't know it. You, do you really know who's inside the plot to destroy America? I'm a little different. I've always towed the center line of reality. And so I will tell you that it's not just the Democrats who are assassinating America. They are so obvious about it. Just look at the border, look at the language and look at the culture. No, no, it's not just the Democrats. How about McCall of Texas, who glorifies more money for Zelensky? He's an honest man. He's not in it. You know, you got to look into this a little bit more. You can't just say it's partisan one side. What's wrong with you? People are writing already, and I love it. Who's going to save the world? I don't know. The border is the whole issue right now. You got a war that is bankrupting America and threatening nuclear war. 
Oh, yes. Yes, yes, yes. Little uh, Zelensky's boys allegedly used the storm shadow missile provided by the United Kingdom. I wouldn't know. I don't know much about cruise missiles, first developed by Adolf Hitler's uh, German scientists. These are advanced Hitlerian mis missiles, cruise missiles. Oh, we have plenty of them. So the Brits gave little Zelensky a storm shadow missile and said, but don't use it other than defensively. Sure, okay. Yeah, I won't use it. Give me atom bomb. Give me nuke. I won't use it on Russia. Give me nuke. I'm an honest penis player, piano. Me, honest man. Now, who's suffering the most? The Ukrainian people. I want to be very clear every time I talk about this horrible slaughterhouse in Ukraine. The biggest losers are the Ukrainian people. Eight million of them have fled their country because of Zelensky's insanity. Yes, we know who invaded another nation. But if your history begins two years ago, then you're an idiot and don't listen to me any further. Please go away. Go away. Now, what's odd about today's broadcast is I was cleaning out my, my files. I was getting my files ready for the library, which some of you understand uh, is very important to have your literary works go into a major research library because I actually believe in libraries and the history of civilizations. And I found an article that I was actually going to do a podcast on called Kava Kava, Ancient Root of Oceania. I had written this years ago and never published it. And I thought it'd be great interest in Kava Kava since there's interest in this. And I, I may do this another day, but it's the chemistry, the physiology, the psych, the chemistry and the pharmacology of Kava Kava and also the ethnology of the use of it. The taproot of rural Fijian societies of plant known as Yangona and ancient tranquilizer, a long confusing literature about the South Seas. Once revered solely for ceremonial usage, the drink prepared from this root is now widely imbibed, but beneath the convivial drinking, this, be this beverage still has deep meaning to many islanders. So I was going to talk about kava kava. Would you be interested in that for another podcast? Because I'm probably going to do it. And uh, in, in this article, Tales of the Virgin Ceremony, they used to use virgins to chew the fruit. But I'm getting uh, ahead of myself on Kava Kava because I'm not going to do that today. In fact, I'm not doing it at all. I'm not that interested anymore in many things except trying to alert America, if it can still be alerted, to the corruption that is assassinating America. And it's not Menendez. He's just a visual example of the entire corrupt 400. Menendez, gold bars, luxury car, $60,000 Mercedes this guy went down for, like a cheap Newark. What a cheap piece of work he is. I mean, allegedly, allegedly. The only way to save America is to deport 5 million illegal aliens. Tell me which politician has the guts of the to say what I just said. Can it happen? Sure it can happen. If you can let them in, you can let them out. If you can bust them in, you can bust them out. If you can train them in, you can train them out. Walk them in, walk them out. I love what the governor of Texas is doing, is busting them right to, to New York and all, all points north, east. They deserve it. That fraud of a mayor in New York doesn't know what to do with them. 
No one knows. So put them in $400 a night luxury rooms, which you pay for. I pay for. I pay for it. You pay for it, you idiots, you. Remember the tea party? Yeah, well, we needed a tea party. Look what happened. We needed a lot of things. And look what the government, the oppressive Soviet government that we have did. Take a look. Savage. The Savage Nation. It's Savage On Demand. I'm just a plain old botanist. That's all I am. Bad. Former talk show host and botanist who's more interested in the medicinal plants of the world than I am of the corrupt Soviets who are destroying America. I pose no threat. I'm just an old retiree looking in on the world and watching the merry-go-round go round. So we look at the websites. I'm not going to be on much longer. I think I've said it all. Thank you for getting up early to dress up for a wonderful podcast. That's beautiful. You know, some people actually know what goes on. <clears throat> Thanks for sharing your mind, heart, and soul. The top voice in the country, the world needs. That's beautiful. You know, I, I don't know who this person is. I remember waiting for your analysis of Cruz, Rubio, and Trump during the primaries, and you did influence my vote. I was voting R no matter what, but you put me over the top on Mr. T. That's nice. So I think I've done uh, all I want to do today. It's Saturday. Probably going to be up for one. I'm going to leave it up today, and this is going to become part of my podcast for Tuesday. Now I'm on the best website out there, which is Breitbart. Zelensky asks spirit cooking occult artist to be ambassador for Ukraine. Trudeau's pledges 650 million more in military aid to Ukraine. The most corrupt Western leader is Trudeau. He's destroyed Canada. My mother was born in Canada. What a disgrace that Trudeau is. How you Canadians live with him, I don't understand it. How? They control everything. Biden administration stops legal border entries as illegal crossing surge in Texas town. Oh, God. SpaceX sues A.G. Garland over a constitutional DOJ compl complaint for hiring Americans. Yes, this is a sick country that they take the greatest entrepreneur we've had since Edison and try to crucify him and destroy his company. Look what they're doing to Musk for simply letting us all speak on Twitter. What a sick country. What a sick country that they would sue Musk for running a, a free speech site called Twitter. And you don't understand that we are the USS of A. I got to see this one on Zelensky asked spirit cooking occult artist Marina Abramovic to be ambassador for Ukraine. What? Allegedly asked the occult spirit cooking performance artist Marina Abramovic. Oh, another artist. So he likes actors because they, they're doing so well. Look. If you're an actor who played the piano with your Schmendrick and you have such world acclaim that they applaud you at the U.N. and they uh, want to give you an Academy Award in Hollywood, why wouldn't you hire another actor, actress, actress? Ahead of, of debuting her first solo exhibition in Britain, the controversial 76-year-old Serbian claimed that President Z had asked her to become an ambassador for Ukraine and to help the country rebuild its school system. How could you rebuild a school system when all the children have fled with their mothers? They were living in Poland and other countries. I've been invited by Zelensky to be an ambassador of Ukraine to help the children affected by rebuilding school. Again, it's about the children like Hillary. It's about the children. 
Serbian artist wanted to claim that she has also been invited to join the board of the Babin Yar organization to help protect the Holocaust Memorial Center with Jews killed by Nazis in Ukraine, which was damaged in the Russian missile attack. No, no, it wasn't the Russians who killed the Jews initially. Stop it. Stop, stop conflating Babi Yar with the Russians. It was Ukrainians who killed the Jews in Ukraine. Abramovic, an ardent opponent of Vladimir Putin, has previously worked in Ukraine installing the crystal wall of crying at the Babi Yar Center just months prior to the invasion. Wow. Her latest show in London reportedly asked attendees to squeeze two naked models in order to enter. Oh, God. Hey, that's, a, that's a winner. Two naked models. That's really classy. Born to a pair of Yugoslavian communist government officials... Marina Abramovic previously courted political controversy after WikiLeaks revealed that Tony Podesta, the brother of Hillary Clinton's 2016 campaign chairman, John Podesta, had invited his longtime Washington insider brother to a spirit cooking dinner at Abramovich's home in 2015. These people are really wh whacked out. In 1996, the occult Soviet artist produced a cookbook. This is perfect for Zelensky. We should send her a few billion dollars. She can do more cookbooks. Produced a cookbook for spirit cooking, which included aphrodisiac recipes such as mixing fresh breast milk, and we're supporting him, with fresh sperm milk to be consumed on earthquake nights. I'm going to puke. Another recipe of this artist hired by Zelensky, allegedly, calls for fresh morning urine. The recipes were claimed to serve as evocative instructions for actions or thoughts. In response to the controversy surrounding the spirit cooking dinner, Abramovic claimed it was actually just a normal menu, which I call spirit cooking. There was no blood or anything. We just call things funny names. That's all. It's like playing the piano with your penis and becoming a world uh, acclaimed leader. My work is really about spirituality and not anything else. And that's her. These are sick people. These are mentally ill people, in my opinion. However, Abramovic has claimed in the past to have mystical clairvoyant powers, which enable her to foresee world events before they happen, writing in a memoir, blah, blah, blah. In addition to mixing in political circles, Abramovic has also brushed elbows with some of the elites in the entertainment industry, including pop singer, the degenerate scum, Lady Gagher, who collaborated with the Serbian artist in a 2010 video called dubbed the Abramovic Method Practice by Lady Gagher. The lewd video features the bad romance singer fully nude while performing a monotone chant and at one point wearing what appears to be yellow horns emanating from Lady Gagher is probably the most degenerate scum. Thank God she's too old to even perform anymore. The only thing left for her is to become a podcaster. That's an inside joke. Who they just give a podcast to that failed? Some big model. You think this is easy to do? If you don't know what the hell you're talking about, you're going to flop at it. You have to have content. Not just other degenerate, disgusting, demented, sick on your podcast who no one wants to look at. Zelensky asks spirit cooking occult artist Marina Abramovic to be ambassador for Ukraine. And this is from London's Daily Telegraph, as reported in Breitbart. Holy God. They are really going downhill fast. And here in America, we're arguing over abortion, high capacity magazines. It's not the guns that are destroying America. It's the people who use the guns 
to kill innocents who are destroying America. And there's an awful lot of them out there. So I'm going to conclude today's uh, little. Some of you are watching the whole thing. How many minutes have I been on already? No, I, I told you the attention spans eight minutes. Tweets included. Biden widens war. And other such tweets. Inflation, I wrote, of course. Ukraine war, immigrant leeches all cost big dollars. Not many people looked at that. We have runaway inflation right now that's hidden and buried. Every bullet that we send to Ukraine costs money. Every dollar that's spent raises inflation. Every dollar spent by the government raises inflation. Increases inflation. Sorry, increase is better word. Savage. The Savage Nation. It's savage, uncut, unfiltered, and raw. Welcome to the Savage Nation. Look, I got to tell you something. I've got my last political book coming out, and I believe it will be my last political book for many reasons, because there's nothing more to be said. And I need you to think about this very carefully, especially those of you who have bought my previous bestsellers. A Savage Republic Inside the Plot to Destroy America. You're going to want to buy this book, not simply because it will be a collector's item, but because you will use it to show your friends and neighbors the actual plot that is destroying America. Now, I predicted the chaos that is Biden's legacy. I am trying to tell you that the destruction might be able to be stopped, and I emphasize might be able to be stopped. I am the I am the author of Stop Mass Hysteria, A Savage Life, and Our Fight for America in addition to Trump's war. However, A Savage Republic is my most urgent and important work. After just a few short years of the Biden gang, I can lay out an irrefutable case for how our nation has been undermined by adversaries from without, by anarchists from within, by an incompetent, deceitful president, and politicians on both sides of the aisle with contempt for the Constitution and the law, and a complicit liberal media. I make an ironclad case for the dangers we face from the Biden administration and the so-called progressive movement. I also explain to you what the conservative movement must do to regain control of our government, our country, and our national soul. I cover it all. I cover it all. I cover all threatening our American way of life, from cancel culture, out-of-control immigration, business-destroying lockdowns, minority crime gone crazy, the silencing of free speech, the threats to our freedoms of religion, and much, much more. A savage republic inside the plot to destroy America lays out the threats we face, prepare you for what's next, and offer solutions to save our republic. Please wake up and fight back before it is too late. You can buy it right now on Amazon or on bondsandnoble.com. A Savage Republic, Inside the Plot to Destroy America by Michael Savage. Thank you for listening. Share it with five others. Immigrant leeches are costing us billions of dollars through third parties, of course, like Catholic charities. Oh, yeah. If you look at the budget of Catholic charities, a wholly owned front group for the Pope, uh, you know, Al Sharpton has a couple of front groups. Oh, Al Sharpton. The anti-Semitic gangster. They call him the reverend. He's as much a reverend as actually he's more of a reverend. Teddy is than Reverend Sharpton, that degenerate street vermin. 
they call him Reverend on, on, on the, the Reverend, they call him. He's a fake Reverend. He never earned a divinity degree. Self-proclaimed street thug. Perfect for you on MSNBC. So the Reverend has a front group called something National Action Network, whatever. And then that becomes a 501c3, which is able to collect money tax free. That's Catholic charities. You need to know anything more? Look into uh, the Jewish groups that do the same thing. I think it's Hebrew something or other. The uh, Baptist uh, front groups. They're all in on the racket. The government, federal government, sends Catholic charities and the other fake religious front groups billions of dollars in funding, which they then use to allegedly spend on the illegal aliens, the leeches coming over the border. They have better haircuts than I do. I need a haircut. I don't have the time. Every leech that comes over the border has new sneakers, phone. Uh, let's see, phone, new sneakers, new clothing, new backpacks, healthy as hell. No one's starving. Give me your tired, you're poor, and you're hungry, and those yearning to be free. Right, Goldman? Some Goldman's going to say to me, how dare you say that about the immigrants? They're just like your grandfather who came from Russia. You fascist, you. Listen, you schmuck. When my grandfather, Samuel, came over here, he didn't come here as a leech. He had people waiting here who sponsored him, and he worked. And he worked his way up in a little tailor shop, 16 hours a day. And he saved every penny to bring over my grandmother and the two children. And he worked and he saved every penny to become uh, an entrepreneur, opened his own little tailor shop. And he became a fine tailor, you bomb Goldberg. And he worked and he opened the tailor shop and he made fine suits and he died of a heart attack at 47, Goldberg. He didn't come here like a leech with a new phone and a haircut and the new sneakers. When that was put on the Statue of Liberty, Goldman, and it said, give me your tired, your poor, your hungry, and those yearning to be free, there was no welfare state, Goldman. They came here to work. And so they worked like slaves, 16 to a room, and they worked in the coal mines, and they worked in the steel mills, and they worked in the factories, and they worked their hearts out. You comparing them to this wave of leeches that Biden is ushering in to destroy America? And so I conclude, my friends, where I began right at the beginning with the title of titles. A savage republic. Oh, what a dreamer I am. Inside the plot to destroy America. Oh, what a dreamer I am. But it's all documented. I told you I like to document things. So even if it's only for document's sake, I documented the healing plants of Fiji because I knew that one day the healers who knew how to use the plants would be gone. So maybe this is the same thing as I'm documenting what America could be and what America was before the vermin invaded America, took over our political machine, and destroyed it, perhaps for good. Don't know. This is Michael Savage saying thank you for listening. I do this, it's like oxygen. The CO2 goes out and the oxygen of the truth comes in. Mm, in comes the oxygen, the oxygen of truth. People say they don't know why some want to destroy the country. If Zelensky's hiring a degenerate maniac, according to that article, 
you don't understand there are mentally ill people in high places. You, you can't understand it because you're mentally sane. You don't understand that there are pedophiles and maniacs in high places. You think they're like you. You're projecting yourself into the political world. You don't understand politicians are not like you. Most of them are pathologically insane. They're on the other side. They function in another realm. Who else would get up every day and go out there and lie to the people for the power that they get but a crazy person? Would you do it? I don't know about you. I'd rather sleep in and appear on YouTube and be a podcaster. So if I say peace is patriotic and I'm quoting a great politician called Hillary Clinton, am I wrong? Peace is patriotic. And if you're supporting the war, saying you're supporting Zelensky and anyone who opposes the war is supporting Putin, I'm saying you're supporting your stooge of Zelensky and the war machine. Peace is patriotic. Do you know how those men are suffering in those trenches? I don't. Go watch a fictional movie like, uh, what was the one I just saw on Netflix a few times? I rewatched a little bit. I couldn't even watch it anymore about World War One. I. I think All Quiet on the Western Front, something like that. Ordinary German boys, ordinary French boys, basically, in the trenches, watching their friends who they were in high school with, screaming, and the next thing you know, they're laying there with their hands blown off or no legs. A kid who was before a farmer or accountant, a teacher, now watching his friend laying there next to him with his legs blown off. And they came home damaged forever, just as men from World War II and Vietnam and Iraq, Afghanistan, come home wounded for life. Whether they were wounded directly or not, they come home wounded and here for life. And so now, according to Colonel McGregor, listen to the podcast, West Point graduate, PhD. He led the largest tank battle in Iraq. He knows what he's talking about. He's a real patriot. And yet you see people debasing him, saying he doesn't know what he's talking about. They all work for the war machine. I have him on, Colonel McGregor, and others who know what's going on. And are all, we're all pulling for peace. We all want peace on earth, goodwill to man. We want this peace. We want this peace now, yesterday. We want this settled. We want an armistice. We want a truce. And where's the Pope? Where's that fat liar? What's he doing? A global warming, you hear? Climate change, that pontiff schmuck. It's sacrilege to say that, right? That lying bouncer. Another corrupt leader of a religion talks about climate change and flies around like a fat pig in his Vatican jet. Another one. Is that sacrilegious to say that? Catholicism is a beautiful religion, but it's been hijacked just as our constitution has been hijacked by fake talk show hosts and phony politicians. Now you know a little bit more about inside the plot to destroy America. I would say have a nice day, but there's no more nice days to be had. There's no more nice days to be had. Kill the like button, crash the like button, listen to the podcast. Go to Amazon and order the book. Get yourself a knish. Buy yourself a hot dog. Have a vegan salad and enjoy the day. I'm Michael Savage saying good day. Well, thank you very much for listening to today's podcast. I hope you've enjoyed it and you'll learn something from it. 
We have about 400 other episodes available for you to listen to absolutely free. You can go back into our vast library of podcasts and listen to any one of them at any time. And remember this, if you want to listen to my podcast ad-free, sign up for the Savage Premium Membership and get access to ad-free podcasts as well as some premium content from our Savage Archives. How do you sign up for those ad-free podcasts? Please visit michaelsavage.com for a link. Again, thank you for your listenership. This is Michael Savage.